0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another Weekly Pop! I'm Kevin Schwaller, a news editor here at The Vedette, and as always, I'm joined with
1: Emma Sasek, the editor-in-chief at The Vedette. So before we get back to our regular scheduled programming, someone is celebrating an anniversary.
0: It's the Weekly Pop Podcast.
1: Yay! (laughs) This time last year, our first show was an Oscars prediction one, and wow, full circle, we're going to be talking about the Oscars yet again today. Actually,
0: it was an Oscars recap last year, because they already aired, because they were a week before this. That's right. Yes. Wow. Still Oscars-themed.
1: Still. It's always Oscars-themed. <laughs> always, But it's been a wonderful year with my lovely co-host. It has. And we're looking forward to only, like, the next three months that we have left of this. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I'm
0: about to... Okay, oh,
1: well, we're about to start crying. And
0: uh, speaking of weekly pop themes that have been going on, uh, we are both sick. Well, and, I'm 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 pretty good.
1: Yeah, but in true weekly pop tradition, I am on my deathbed. I woke. I was dealing with a fever the past few days. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating all the time.
0: My voice was gone for the past two days, but it came back for Weekly Pop. Well, what what could come back, came back.
1: Yes, I'm no longer fighting the fever, so it's just a stuffy nose. We're here. We spent a weekend at the movies just
0: for Weekly Pop. As always, and we saw two films this weekend. Both came out this past weekend. One was Annihilation, and the other was Game Night.
1: And both were wonderful. We really had a fun time
0: at the movies this weekend. Yes, we did. And as mentioned, the first one we saw was Annihilation, starring the one and only Oscar-winning actress Natalie Portman.
1: From Black Swan.
0: Also with a female led cast with Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson, and Jennifer Jason Lee, as well as Oscar Isaac from the Star Wars films. And oh my god, I am <laughs> in love with Annihilation. Uh-huh. The more I think about this movie, like as the days go on, the more obsessed I get with it. It is if it is very similar to Mother in the sense that like what the Hell did I just watch? Mm-hmm.
1: It will. It is a huge mind f. Yes, <laughs>
0: it is like if Jennifer Lawrence, the baby, she has a mother. If if that baby was an alien, that would be annihilation.
1: It's our baby that we love. It is. and want to nurture for the rest of our lives. It
0: is loosely based off of a book of the same name, but it, like, again, is the biggest definition of loosely possible. We were
1: looking up in the car, like, we were comparing the film to the book synopsis. Not even close. Not
0: even close. Not even close. But go see it. It is amazing, mm-hmm. and I, the, it has the best visual effects I've ever seen, and the best score, It's. it's just, like, it fits the film perfectly because it's, like, a mix of a very beautiful aesthetically sound to a whomping alien sound just like that and that's the movie it just goes from very like oh this is so cool to oh my god there's a bear screaming Oh god, died. <laughs> yeah.
1: i just wish that we saw it in imax because yes. not only would the visual effects and colors and everything related to the shimmer just pop so much more but the sound too yeah that would have been definitely we would have been
0: terrified oh yeah this movie is scary by the way it, it is. is intense it is it goes from beautiful to psychologically terrible with like you're the blink v- of an eye. You're
1: just very intrigued the entire time because nobody really knows what this shimmer is. We want to find out what it is, but like the further you go, the, the further more insane. You, it the gets. further into insanity you're about to yes, go. Yes, exactly
0: it. what it is, and it is so good. And I'm I'm just obsessed with it. And it sucks that Paramount is treating it like crap. That's the word I can say. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: I mean, they just kind of, the marketing behind it, it's only been down to Twitter. Like, we get tagged on Twitter posts that says, hey, don't forget to see it.
0: And I see the sponsor tweets all the time. Yes. But basically, Paramount dropped it off in the US, Canada, and China in theaters. And then in, like, about three weeks from now, it'll be on Netflix in every other country. So they don't even care at all, basically. And it sucks because the movie has, like, an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. And as we said, it's gorgeous. It's terrifying. It's a and it's wonderful very, cast. Yes. And okay. they just kind of got over it. And they also distributed Mother. So it's very similar in the sense of how they're treating it. But even worse because Mother was very divisive and has the lesser ratings. Still pretty good, but... Mm-hmm. People really hated that movie. You, everybody
1: <laughs> that knows us knows like how much we love it. We yes. continue to praise it. And as I, I said to Kevin, the last 40 minutes of Mother is equally stressful, anxiety-filled, whatever, as the last like half hour.
0: Yes. And in reality, if this movie was male-driven with five scientists going into this mysterious shimmer, then they would have a blockbuster on their hands. Yeah. And it's not necessarily because people want to go see movies with men, but it just Paramount would distribute it better is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair because, like we said, this cast is amazing. Everything about this movie is amazing. And it deserves Oscar nominations, frankly, for... I mean, all the technical stuff, sound mixing, visual effect, visual effects to a T. Yes. Please go check it out in theaters if you haven't already. It is so good. And you also have a terrible, crazy dream that night, but... It's worth it.
1: I told him I, when I woke up on Friday, I said I just hallucinated at least seventeen times in my sleep because <laughs> I have no idea what's real and what's not real anymore from this movie.
0: Absolutely, and the director is the director of Ex Machina, another huge sci-fi movie. So it was funny because Emma and I saw it Thursday night, and that's when all the either the book nerds go see it or the huge sci-fi nerds go see it, and we are neither. No. So we were just there with them, and I'm the one like loudly screaming in a very silent theater. No just one else is reacting. I don't
1: know. Are you here?
0: <gasps> <laughs> and that was from the back row, which was us.
1: We were also saying how we. we. We don't know who we are anymore. On Monday, we saw a superhero movie, Black Panther. On Thursday, we saw a sci-fi movie. These are just two genres that we that do not even. We're about come to go close. see a western
0: now at this point.
1: A western. So to Be on the
0: lookout for that, I guess. <laughs>
1: what else can we see? A space adventure.
0: But really, it is just this amazing movie, and I need to see it again. So, if anyone wants to go see it, take me with you. Yes.
1: What I do have to say is, you will not look at lighthouses the same way.
0: Absolutely. Like not. I said, the
1: last thirty minutes, it's, it's a huge, <laughs> huge mind
0: f. And we definitely looked up some reviews and articles to help us kind of decipher some things, and they did help. So again in the traditional mother sense you have to look some stuff up but that means you appreciate it more I think
1: it's well worth it you understand it a lot more and you understand the beauty behind
0: it absolutely and so the other movie we saw, as mentioned, was Game Night. It is a comedy, mystery, crime, all wrapped up into one, starring Rachel McAdams, Jason Bateman, and Kyle Chandler. It's an amazing cast. The couples that are all playing Game Night are so fun, and they just bounce off each other. You can tell it's that kind of movie.
1: Mm-hmm. I just need every movie to star Rachel McAdams and Jason Bateman yeah. because they were hilarious. I don't, I don't even know who was funnier than who. Like he mm-hmm. is f- hilarious from his Arrested Development days. And he's just the king of comedy. She has her role in Mean Girls. She has her role in Wedding Crashers. So I haven't seen her in a comedy since then, but... She, can, she do can do no, no wrong. wrong. She was just perfect. And everything was just so natural, too.
0: And so basically, it's it's a couple of couples that like to do weekly game nights, and then Jason Bateman's brother comes into town, he's spicing it up a little bit, and then things just get out of hand with their game night, and then it gets even more out of hand, and then even more out of hand. There's a bunch of plot twists in this movie, too. And yes. like I said, it's like a comedy, mystery, crime, all wrapped into one. And the genres, there's not even, they just go seamlessly into mm-hmm. one another, weaving in and out. It's awesome. And this movie's hysterical, but no one was laughing except for us. I know,
1: us. just the two of us were laughing like idiots. We were
0: screaming laughing, too. That's the kind of movie this is. It was so funny. And we hadn't seen a movie, a comedy, since Girl's Trip. Yeah. And we had such a good time with that one, too. As everyone knows, we love Girl's Trip. There
1: we go. But I do have to say, the true star of this movie... I'll backtrack a little bit. So, everyone that knows Kevin and I, they know we love small dogs. Yeah. And one of those breeds includes Westies. Well, the star <laughs> of this movie was a little Westie called Bastion. Bastion. Oh my God. Bastion was a king. He is a true acting legend. Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, Denzel <laughs> Washington, who they yeah. haven't met. Bastion.
0: Bastion is the cutest dog on earth and he was, oh my gosh
1: He's so talented He is so talented. (laughs) He's gonna win the supporting actor Oscar (laughs) next year but I loved every single close up on him. He strutted his stuff. He he just owned the screen. When you buy tickets you'll see a picture of Jason Bateman Rachel McAdams and Bastion together so we are going to photoshop a picture (laughs) of Bastion into our weekly pop image so it'll be Kevin Schwaller, Emma Sasick, and Bastion in the middle. Yes,
0: he is our special in spirits co-host third co-host yes
1: he is the pivotal reason why weekly pop has survived <laughs> so when you for the first see the year. picture
0: this is us explaining why so yes if yes. you made it this far into the podcast good for you you did
1: <laughs> but yes completely love this movie so happy that it did super well with yeah, reviews it has, it has an
0: 81 which is very good for a comedy
1: yeah i mean comedies usually tank very easily yeah, because the jokes are so forced mm-hmm. and you could just tell that it's like okay you didn't really have to like it doesn't have to be funny every yeah, this two movie's second. not really
0: too explicitly raunchy no. there's not too much you know nonsense going on i mean there's a lot of nonsense mm-hmm. but he really couldn't ask for a better ensemble it was really. a really
1: great idea too mm-hmm. like who would have idea. thought game night could be that crazy yeah the entire time we were saying all right we should do game we time. should do a game
0: night <laughs> <laughs> the vedette should do a game night mm-hmm.
1: you heard it here first
0: <laughs> so speaking of movies we love and as we said before last year was our oscar theme podcast our first one ever The Oscars are this weekend.
1: That's right. I cannot believe it's this weekend.
0: And that means, yes, I know. And that means our Oscars-themed paper will be coming out Thursday, which will release our special project that we have been talking about. Teasing for the past month. January, yeah. Yeah. Weekly Pop will be doing a little bit of a dissecting of the categories, our thoughts, predictions, whatnot, complaints. (laughs) (laughs) So check out our little banter in the newspaper as well. Yes.
1: But today, during our podcast, we're going to be doing a little final predictions of some of the main categories. In the paper, we're going to be talking about some of the lesser-known, obscure categories that don't get as much attention.
0: But at the same time, you will be seeing, guaranteed, someone complaining about how Jennifer Lawrence deserves an Oscar nomination for Mother... How Natalie Portman Should Have Gotten Her Oscar, Her Second Oscar, Last Year for, for Jackie. Jackie. So, look for keywords in Thursday's paper.
1: Or <laughs> <laughs> st- we'll do tags.
0: Absolutely. Uh, but, I mean, Best Actor, Actress, Supporting Actor, Supporting Actress. Gary Oldman, Frances McDermott, Allison Janney, Sam Rockwell. Surefire, all four of them will win. Mm-hmm.
1: mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We did not predict this, like, back in November, mm-hmm. December, when we saw a good majority of all those Oscar-nominated yeah. movies. We for sure wanted Timothy Chalamet and Saoirse Ronan to win for Call Me By Your Name and Lady Bird, respectively.
0: I'm okay with Allison Janney winning. I mean, if not her, obviously, ISU alumna Lori Metcalf there would be great for Lady Bird.
1: And then, since Armie Hammer wasn't nominated for Supporting Actor, he was obviously our choice. Yes. But...
0: I mean, I would. Richard Jenkins was fantastic in Shape of the Water, and he's mm-hmm. nominated, so hands down, he'd be great for Supporting Actor, or... Or Willem Dafoe.
1: Yes, uh, Woody Harrelson is nominated, but it's three billboards. It's going to so be d- Sam Rockwell. I don't give him that much credit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's playing that the racist cop that everyone's supposed to love. Uh,
1: doesn't it just warm your heart when someone throws somebody out the window? It's just like, that's an actor <laughs> to me. <laughs> when he screams in people's faces for being different. Ah, uh, I love acting. Uh, good
0: times. I love Oscar-nominated films.
1: And Oscar-winning films, uh, uh, <laughs> too. Mm. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about some other big name categories like Best Director. That one is a very historical category this year. Yes. We have Greta Gerwig, who is the fifth, hear that again, the fifth woman in 90 years to be nominated.
0: Academy Awards. Yes,
1: to be nominated for Best Director. One, two,
0: three, four, five. five.
1: <laughs> uh, and she is nominated, obviously, for Lady Bird. Then we have Jordan Peele, who is also making his directorial debut with Get Out.
0: Yes, and he is the... Third person to have a best picture, best screenplay, and best director nomination all in one year for the same film. Yes. Ever. So good for him. That's there fantastic, you. actually, because it's both of their directoral debuts for Ladybird and Get Out, respectively. Mm-hmm.
1: So I pretty much think that that category will come down to Guillermo del Toro and Jordan Peele because they both won at the Directors yes. Guild of America Awards. Guillermo obviously won for overall director, and I'm pretty sure he will take home the prize. Yeah,
0: he's won everything this year, and he deserves it. I mean, yes. but I mean, he—it it is his baby. You can tell it's his vision. Everything he did from casting to the score to effects to just the cinematography, everything about this movie is very nicely done and there's a lot of passion in it and he does deserve an oscar so i mean it's his time
1: yeah i mean he also produced this he wrote this he did so much with it where it's like you care about this movie obviously i would love to see greta or jordan take that too but Mm. it is a directorial debut so I know that they're going to have years ahead of them where they're going to make. Especially for
0: how well they did with God and Lady Bird. So I'm I'm not worried about their careers. No, (laughs) no.
1: And same with. I mean, as much as it pains me, I know Timothy and Saoirse will have many more chances. But it would have been a great year to see them holding their Oscars together Together. this year. Mm -hmm. I'm just so mad because they won so many of the L.A. Film Critics Choice, New York Film Critics won. Tiffany
0: Haddish won too. Just
1: about to say that too. Like, they were just building up so much momentum that and I was like, for great. for no reason
0: it just fell flat because mm-hmm. of the Golden Globes. It doesn't make any sense. Uh.
1: But that's a conversation <laughs> for the Thursday paper, I yes, guess.
0: Yes, But also we have original screenplay, which is going to be a toss between Get Out and Lady Bird, also written by, again, Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig, respectively. It's yes. their first screenplays as well. And
1: I want one of them to win, but I just can't... Help but think that Three Bullboards is going to creep up because it won the Golden Globe. Yes, it did. And I'll never forget when Martin McDuh, whatever his Mm -hmm. name is, Martin McDuh. Duh. When he went up to accept his award and he said, I know my mom really wanted Lady Bird to win. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we all did. We
0: all did. We all really
1: did. So. There's a
0: chance, I'm scared.
1: I know. For what? Yeah. You have a film like Get Out that's so thought-provoking and then Lady Bird that has wonderful one-liners mm-hmm. and that everyone can relate to. And then you get a racist cop throwing people out the window.
0: Yeah.
1: It really is a tearjerker. <laughs> <laughs> we also have the original song category yes. which we care about this category a lot of people don't Yeah, for to. some reason,
0: it's not that big. And I'm like, this is one of the bigger ones, I think. I mean, there's because there's only one, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. with sound effects, and you have two. I mean, and it's also a song is more notable than like production design or something.
1: Exactly. But
0: we still love it. Yes. And it's definitely either a toss-up between Remember Me from Coco or This Is Me from Greatest Showman, but I think it'll be Remember Me and for rightful reasons.
1: I'm just very excited to see all the performers go on stage.
0: Yes, so Miguel, who sings Remember Me in the credits of Coco, will be performing with Natalia La Forcade. I hope I said that correctly. She's a Hispanic singer, and they will also be singing with the actor who played Hector in Coco. So it'll be this fun, very cute performance, and it'll remind me of last year when Ali Cravalho and Lynn manuel Miranda performed How Far I'll Go From the Oscar losing film Moana, but it was hands down the best performance last year. It I really mean, everyone was. was talking about it. Do you remember that though? Like when everyone on Twitter was like, "Oh, this girl's amazing," and we're like, "I know."
1: That would have been like the moment last year. But then, of course, the envelope yeah you're envelope, right. Right. Gate you're right. <laughs> envelope gate
0: happened. Envelope gate happened. I'm excited for that one and I'm pissed that Kesha's not singing yes. This Is Me Why did they they had her do a her own version of This Is Me to be released for promo for The Greatest Showman and then I expected her to at least do a duet with the actress that's going to sing it but she is not and after the Grammys, who which where was she phenomenal. stole? It. She sold the show at the Grammys, which we said before. She could be singing again and stealing the show, but they're not doing that, so that's a huge missed opportunity. So I was
1: just like, "What was the point then?" Right? Like, why, why even bother? I am excited to see Sophie and Stevens perform "Mystery of Love" for "Calling by Your Name" to get some "Call Me by Your Name" love out there, because Absolutely. I'm pretty sure the only Oscar that unfortunately we'll get is adapted screenplay, yes. which it does deserve. Oh
0: well, yes. Yeah, so the only Oscar. It is going to get unfortunately, as in because it deserves more, not yes. because it doesn't deserve it. It does. Yes. Clarification. We love
1: Call of <laughs> Yes, as reading. everyone should know
0: by now. Yes. yes.
1: So I'm excited to see him.
0: I think the only chance Beauty and the Beast has. Uh, is costume design, unfortunately. But But
1: this has to be the only year that (laughs) a movie about costumes... The
0: one time ever that a movie comes out literally specifically about fashion.
1: Yes, about fashion, about dressmaking, is the same year Beauty and the Beast is nominated for costume design. So there's that. Yes, and Beauty and the Beast could have been a three-time, four-time Oscar nominee for original songs like Evermore, which is my bop absolutely to the end of we time. were just listening
0: to In the Office yesterday mm-hmm. screaming it actually and then How Does a Moment Last Forever by Celine Dion sung by Bill in the film and her dad there's an amazing performance opportunities for the Oscars and I feel like that should be taken into consideration when nominating because they want a good show yeah and A key to a good show is Celine Dion. yeah. Or Josh Groban. He sings every more in the credits, and I'm assuming they would have him sing it instead of Dan Stevens, who sang it in the film. Both would be amazing performances, and they have two huge missed opportunities as well.
1: It's so rude. It won in the 1990s. It
0: won everything in the It
1: did. It was nominated for Best Picture, an animated film.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, this year the nominees, they're not even, like, stand out in my opinion as, as opposed to last year i mean last year i mean i wasn't a fan of city of stars but i mean audition is an amazing song from la la land and again how far I'll Go was nominated so those two were my two picks for to win mm-hmm. but this year there's just songs that i don't think even deserve credit <laughs> i
1: honestly i
0: can't even name all five of the songs
1: i know mary j blige is
0: don't know name of the song though
1: stand up is it stand right?
0: up or stand out it, I don't oh know. no
1: that's a different one. Oh.
0: Okay, I can't See, exactly. Yeah, I
1: can't even. I can't remember the last two.
0: Exactly. So it's a it's a shame, but I mean, at least it has more Oscar nominations than I can't even think what.
1: No, what did we say? And the
0: Beast. I don't know. What is that more? What has more than?
1: <gasps> it has more Oscar nominations than The Greatest Showman. There That's we what go. We yes, to it say. does
0: have more Oscar nominations than The Greatest Showman. So there you go. It's what she deserves. <laughs> it's what
1: she deserves, especially when it got released almost a year ago this it, last is. Year. it is
0: almost a year ago so there's some longevity not oh. as much as it should have been but it's okay we're fine it's fine
1: we're gonna we're gonna try to move on I guess <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway yeah so we will be doing more Oscar nominations in the Thursday bird that's coming out And talking, again, look for keywords like Natalie Portman, even though she has nothing to do with this year's Academy Awards. Jennifer
1: Lawrence has nothing to do with it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but we will work our magic. And, you know, there'll be columns, there'll be stories. You'll finally be able to see our project that we've been working on. We're so excited to finally release it.
1: And then on next week's podcast, we will obviously be talking a little bit more about our project and how all of it came to be. Just really the fun we had with it. And then uh, a recap of the Oscars. So, in true anniversary fashion, hmm. we're getting back to our roots here.
0: Yeah, we're just gonna keep again, we're just gonna keep bothering people as much as possible.
1: (laughs) And I mean, even though the Oscars will be over this time next week, we're just gonna start talking about next year's Oscars. We already have Black Panther and Annihilation lined up for nominations. We do.
0: All right, well I'm losing my voice again. Do you you hear that? I do. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna have to wrap this one up. (laughs) We're
1: gonna have to take a little break here. So for Weekly Pop, I'm Emma Sasek. And I'm Kevin Schwaller. We'll see you here next week.